Hey, welcome to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are so pumped that you're tuning into this podcast. It has been designed for people just like you. We want to do life with you, share our wins, our defeats, our ups and our downs in hopes that you'll grow closer to God and to the people that you love in your life. Sit back and enjoy today's podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Hey, everyone. So glad that you are tuning in to another episode of Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. We are your host. I'm Ken, and this is Tabitha. We've been married for 24 years, y'all. It's been the best 22 years of our lives. The first two years was absolutely horrible, but I've grown up a whole lot. That's right, baby. There <laughs> you go. thought I was going to come for you, didn't you, girl? You grow, watch out. You've grown up. Uh, and she has as well, because she used to be crazy, y'all. But nah, <laughs> man, we're so excited to have you guys join us. You know, we pray and say, God, send the people to our podcast from around the world that can find yes. value in this. And since the beginning, our vision for this podcast has been very simply to help you grow closer to God mm. and also closer to the people that God has placed in your life. And so this podcast is for married people, those who are in relationships, and really it's for everybody. Anybody can experience extract the principles that we teach and apply them to your life, and hopefully they will add value. If you're newer to our podcast and you are a YouTuber, hit the subscribe button so that you can be the first to grab the content when it's when it comes out. But today is a great one. Today is one that you want to share with your children. Yeah. You want to share with your teenagers. Um, you want to talk about in your small groups, share with your pastors, because we're going to give you some truth and love. And we're going to not give you our opinion about things today. We're going to try to give you as much of the Bible as we can and our perspective of what God's given us. But I just feel like there's going to be freedom. You know, um, today's um, show is entitled Sexual Sins and How to Avoid Them. Sexual okay. Sins and How to Avoid Them. You know, we live in a day and time where sexual sin is not just tolerated, it's actually promoted. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's being promote, promoted in pop culture. And this ain't nothing new. This has been there for years. Matter of fact, it's been there for thousands of years. We see in the Bible that there was um, temple uh, prostitution and worship of false gods as they would have sex with one another. Uh, we see it in ancient Greece. We see it all throughout history. Um, men and women have had the temptation to use their sex drive in a way yeah. that the Bible calls sin, and it actually splinters their relationship with God. It actually damages them in many different ways. And Sodom and Gomorrah was a whole city that was destroyed because of sexual sin. Um, a lot of what Paul wrote to the church of Corinth was warning against sexual sins. And so, you know, we on our podcast are just front door people, and we're like, what does the Bible say? Because yeah. I don't care about what I think or what you think. I want to know what the Bible says, and that's what we're going to try to do today. Absolutely. And you know what I love about this podcast is that I think the reason, you know, why so many people enter into sexual um, just immorality of all kinds is because they don't know the truth. Right. They don't know what's good. They don't know what's right. I know right. I wasn't, I didn't raise it. I wasn't raised in church. <laughs> I didn't really know anything about God. I didn't know anything. Yeah. I just did what I thought was the right thing to do. Uh -huh. um, I didn't know what fornication was. Can we start right there? Um, so when you, you knew, so you didn't get saved until you was what? 22 years old. 22. And what did you think sin was back in the day? Did you think that there was such a thing as sin? Um, I, yes, I thought that there was a, such a thing as I thought that sin was real. Uh -huh. And I thought that sin was something that was like really, really bad. Mm -hmm. Like if you killed someone, that was sin. Okay. If you, I don't know, maybe hurt a child that was sin. Uh -huh. um, but that was my own definition. Okay. I, I didn't know what the Bible said. So you, so were you sinning at all? Um, absolutely. Uh, but did you look at yourself as sinning? Oh, no. Okay. Uh, because only bad people sinned. Okay. You know, only bad people, you know, mm -hmm. were sinners. Uh -huh. And so if since you were... you didn't do those big things. You since mean, I didn't do those big things and I didn't okay. consider myself a bad person. Right. And so I didn't consider myself, well, you know, if I did something bad, it was okay. Honestly, that's where a lot of people are. They just make up their own religion mm -hmm. and what's okay with them. But when you judge yourself by yourself, you're not wise. Mm. And we're not to judge ourselves based upon what we think is right and wrong. We're to judge ourselves based upon God's word to yeah. us. And so I love to talk about sin because sin actually opens up a door to the demonic for the believer, mm -hmm. um, hinders our fellowship with God. Sin actually um, it, it, it creates oppression and different things that can come our way for the unbeliever sin keeps us separated from God because of his holiness and our sinfulness. Yep. And the truth is, is that everyone who's listening, all of us, every person, we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. So we are all in need of a savior. Yes. And that's why the gospel is good news, because it's good news that Jesus paid the price for our sins so that we could be forgiven. Mm -hmm. And so when we're talking about sin, most people mm -hmm. have that. 
different definition. They don't really know what it is. They don't right. look at themselves. They say, well, I'm not as bad as so-and-so. I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, is that we're all sinners and we all have things that we need to turn away from to turn to God. Mm-hmm. What about sexual immorality? Did you think that that was a thing? Did you feel like if we were having sex as a monogamous loving relationship, but we're not married, what was your perspective I um, thought that that was okay. As long as this was, you know, my boyfriend or if, as long as you were boyfriend, girlfriend in, in a relationship, it was okay. <laughs> right. And that's where most people in the world mm-hmm. is. And, you know, I, I got to tell you that sin by definition is missing the mark, meaning that God says do this, but we do this. Um, God says do this, but we make up our own way. We mm-hmm. we have our, he has a standard, but we don't live by his standard. We live by ours. Yeah. Um, that's what we call rebellion against God. Um, sometimes just because of lack of knowledge. So you didn't know, right. Once you found out the truth, then you submitted yourself to the truth. Mm-hmm. Some people live that way because they don't know. Then some other people are just like, I don't believe in God, or I don't believe that that's for me, or we make up so many different excuses, but that's what sin is. And sin has a cost. Mm-hmm. And the scripture says that the wages of sin is death. And so it's Satan's job to make sin look fun. It's his job to make it feel fun. It's his job to make it look attractive. But sin is not our friend. It has a cost. And so it's death physically and also spiritually. Absolutely. That's what sin does. It kills Mm us. And I think some people um, make their own definition of what sin is. And especially when it comes to sexual immorality, they make their own definitions and they're good with it. Like you said, like I found out, like I remember when I found out that sex before marriage was wrong. You told me because we were in a relationship and we were having sex and we were not married. And you said, I feel bad about this. I think um, maybe we shouldn't do it. You know, you know, you said, I feel bad about this because the Bible says that we shouldn't have sex before we're married. And I said, well, okay. Hey, let's not do it. <laughs> and then you backed your way out of it because I was naive and didn't know anything about the Bible. Um, and and I listened to you. Okay. And, and you said something about, well, but I believe that. Oh, and you man. said what I already believed Bad that, host. well, since we're Bad boyfriend host. and girlfriend. Uh, well, here's the deal. You didn't go into that story exactly how I would have told ah. it, but we'll go there since you're already there. Now, here's the deal. So um, when we first started dating, you wasn't saved. Mm-mm. I was a Christian atheist. Mm-hmm. I define that as a person who believes in God, but lives like he doesn't exist. So I said I believed in God, mm-hmm. but truthfully, in my actions, I, you know, if you were to line me up with 10 of my closest friends, not an indictment towards them, but this is where I was. I drank mm-hmm. like they drank, partied like they partied, slept around like they slept around. But I said I believed in God, yeah. but you could not see it in my lifestyle. So when we got together... Um, I remember us dating, and if we died in a car accident, I I wouldn't I didn't even know how to minister to you to bring you over into salvation. Yeah, you would have yeah. just went to hell, and I would have went to heaven, possibly you, maybe, Jesus. but Jesus by the grace of God, you know what I'm saying. So God couldn't use me because I didn't know enough and didn't want Him enough. Yeah. He had to send two other strangers to your door. Yep, they knocked on your door. They had Bibles in their hands. They told you about told Jesus. Told me about Jesus in college. Um, you've been diagnosed depressed for 10 years. They told you about Jesus. You accepted Jesus. You got born again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so here we are. Um, and we were broke up at that point, but then we got back together again. And, um, uh, then one day I, I, I slipped up after you got saved. You're newly saved. And I say slipped up cause I, I didn't know the repercussions. I said, I said, um, I don't think we should be doing what we're doing. I don't think we should supposed to be having sex before marriage. The Bible says, so I knew it, but I tucked it away. I didn't tell you. And you was like, well, we shouldn't do it then. And then I went into ninja manipulation mode. You did. And I, I fell for it. Okay. What did I say? Because uh, my recollection, mm-hmm. because we all have different perspectives on the story because it was 20 years ago. Right. I don't know if I'm telling it. So my recollection is I start making up stuff like, well, God will forgive us. It's going to be okay. It ain't no big deal. Uh-huh. You know, we're sinners. You know, that's just what sinners do. And then I said, you know what we're going to do after a while? I still had this conviction. It wouldn't go away. I said, why don't you come to my apartment and we're going to have a ceremony in my apartment and we're going to commit our hearts to God that we're going to get married one day. I don't remember that. You don't remember that? I part? don't remember that. Okay. I just remember coming out of the the conversation feeling like, well, that's what I that's what I thought in the first place. Like you didn't tell me anything new. So I thought, oh, we're boyfriend girlfriend, we can have sex, it's not a big deal. <laughs> then you said, well, no, it the Bible says it is a big deal. And then I said, okay, well, let's not do it. And then you said, well, no, it's really not a big deal. And I was like, okay, well, and I just, you know, 
The heart behind the I'm Mom podcast is storytelling because every mom has a story to tell. I know that when I talk to my friends who are parenting and we share stories, we all end up feeling less alone and more capable of loving our kids well. You can find information everywhere on the internet. Some is bad parenting advice and some is pretty wise. We like to think there's a lot of wisdom on imom.com and when you combine that signature wisdom with a great story, it brings parenting to life. We want a mom who's listening to see herself and her kids in these stories and rest in the confidence that she is the perfect mom for her kids. Check out the iMom podcast with new episodes every Monday. Duh. Well, that's because John chapter eight, it says that he who practices sin is actually the slave of sin. Mm. I was a slave to my sin and I didn't want to let it wow. go. When it comes to sexual immorality, there are many people that are slaves to their sin. Yeah. And in their heart, the commands of God have been written in their heart and they know that it's wrong, but they keep pushing his voice it's down. really good. And that's where I was for many mm-hmm. years. I protected my sexual immorality. I cherished my sexual immorality. I led you and others into sexual immorality with me mm-hmm. because I knew it was wrong, but I wasn't really ready, ready to submit to the Lordship of Jesus yet. And that's where a lot of people are right now. <laughs> right. But there's also, there's, there's some people in another place as well. So like when I heard the truth of the gospel, I never like, because of maybe because of where I come from, you know, born and raised in the projects, I, I, I didn't know a lot. I had, to, you know, I just I didn't know anything about anything. So when I was presented with the gospel, I was actually in a place where I was searching for the truth. OK, I didn't know any. I didn't have a mom, a dad, an aunt, an uncle, somebody, some authoritative figure in my life that I could go to that would tell me the truth. So when I heard the Bible, mm-hmm. I considered the Bible as truth. Yeah. And when I found out something, anything from the Bible, I took it as true. But there are a lot of people who they have the mother and the father and the mentors and and they're at a certain level of success Uh where even themselves, well, I can... I can think articulately uh-huh. or I can speak, I can think intelligently intel- yeah, uh-huh. about this issue. So they have their own authority, their own opinion. They got their own truth, their own truth. Uh-huh. But, now here's the deal. This is what I tell people about truth. Cause we live in a generation. that's like, well, you need to live your truth. Mm-hmm. Are you living your truth? I'm living my truth. You need to live your truth. Really what they're saying is do whatever you want to do. Cause I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm. And the basis of that perspective is pride and sin. That's actually what sin is. The number one commandment in the satanic Bible is just do whatever you want to do. Mm. And so when you say let you. So what they're saying is that truth is relative. Nobody can really know the truth. And right. That's a lie. Um, the truth is God's word. And so John 17, it says that your word is truth. Sanctify me by by truth and your word is truth. And so the scripture also says that every man is a liar. And I know that the um, I think it's a psalmist w- was saying it and it, he's basically in a bad place. But I think the principle still holds true that without Jesus, we are liars. Yeah. Now, with Jesus, I'm a truth teller and a truth seeker. But without Jesus, I have a big capability to lie. And so my truth is a lie. Your truth, the one that you say that you're going to live out, just live your truth. That truth is a lie because the only way you can find truth is by going to God's word Mm -hmm. because his word is truth. Amen. And when you go to the word of God, it says that the truth shall make you free. So Satan is a master liar and all he's doing is making people believe that a lie is a truth and the truth is a lie. And so our job is to give truth to those who want it. And because it's truth that will make Amen. people free. We can't shove the truth down people's throats. We can't say, you got to do it my way. No, God's made them a free will. You can go out and be sexually immoral, live in sin. You can do whatever you want to do. You can flip God to bird. God has given you a free will to do whatever you want to do. And it's of our good choice and maturity and intellect that I decide that there's somebody bigger than me mm-hmm. and I submit to God's truth. And mm-hmm. that's how I receive freedom. Mm. What you think about that? Anything? Ah, I love it. So, um, so when we talk about sexual immorality, guys, all right, we understand that it's super common, but sexual immorality is the banner and under the banner are themes. Leviticus 18 gives us some real freaky deaky stuff, a list of things that that's considered sexual immorality. But from Genesis to Revelations, they're this. Okay. And this ain't going to be all inclusive, but they're bestiality. Okay. Um, they're incest. It's fornication. Adultery, it's homosexuality, it's lust, even lust of the heart, Mm. and also pornography is what I would say all falls under the banner of sexual immorality. Mm -hmm. And this is what scripture says about sexual immorality. 
First Thessalonians chapter four, verse three, it says, it is God's will that you should be sanctified. That word means holy and set apart, Mm -hmm. that you should avoid sexual immorality. All those things that I just listed, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that's holy and honorable, Mm -hmm. not in passionate lust like the pagans who don't even know God. And in this manner, no one should wrong or take advantage of a brother or sister. Now, that's what I was doing. I'm sorry. Okay, 20 years. I'm sorry. I was taking advantage of you. The Lord will punish all those who commit such sins. That's why our marriage sucked. I was being punished. As we told you before and we warned you before, for God didn't call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. Um, Anything jump out to you from First Thessalonians? You know, there was something you said about holy and honorable. What is it to 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 bring our bodies? Yeah, in a way that is holy and honorable. Wow. I think that's what stuck out to me. It's just like... What part about it? Um, just to, we're talking about truth, Uh you know, it's just, I don't know every person, whether Uh you're man or woman, Uh married or unmarried, um, we all have to bring our bodies into subjection Uh to live holy and honorable, honorable, Uh holy and honorable. It just set apart, sanctified, submitted to God's will honorable in a way that we honor God. So we can either honor God with our bodies mm-hmm. or we can dishonor God with mm-hmm. our bodies. That's the choice. Mm-hmm. So for years I lived a life where I dishonored God with my body and my sexuality. And I did not know what well, I did know, but I, I didn't want anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Thank God. All right. That since we've gotten married, I've been honoring God with my body. Mm-hmm. And, and I would say this because I'm not, uh, so I live a, a life that's sexually pure, but it's not just because I'm married. Because I think a lot of single people think that, well, um, it's easy for you to say you live sexually pure because you're married now and y'all get to have sex. Well, if you're single, the scripture says that you should be practicing abstinence. That's sex with zero people. Mm -hmm. Now, I got married, but I can have sex with one person. Mm -hmm. But there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that are around here Mm -hmm. that, you know, you could be tempted to have sex with. The same way that I have to control my sex drive when I'm single is the same way that I have to control my sex drive when I'm married. Mm-hmm. Yes, we get to have sex, but I have to still have it inside of the parameters that God set right. inside of the guidelines. And so I always tell people that you have a sex drive, but don't let your sex drive drive you. Seven billion people all around the world. We all have been born with a sex drive. Here's the key. You have authority over your sex drive. Don't let your sex drive drive you. Mm-hmm. You got to drive it. And so for me, thank God that now I can live a life that's sexually pure because I do want to do that holy and honorable. Absolutely. You know what sticks out to me in First Thessalonians? What's that? It says that you should learn to control your body. Woo! Think about it. You can learn this mm-hmm. because some people feel like, well, I just, I just, that's not the way I am. That's not how I was born. You can actually you, learn. You this have one. to obey the urge. Yeah. You can grow in this. Yeah. You can learn. Yeah. To control your body, you can learn to. You God is actually expecting us to control those uh, those natural appetites, those drives, those lustings, those cravings. You say, "Well, I just feel like I'm in a fight." Yeah, it's a fixed fight. It's called the yeah. fight of faith. Will it, will it ever go away? I'm not sure. As long as you're this side of heaven, you got a flesh to deal with, but you can learn to control your mm-hmm. body. It's okay. You're absolutely right. And so out of the banner of sexual immorality, Mm -hmm. there's three that I want to focus on today. And I want to define them. I want to break them down. And then I want to offer some freedom. This is what I feel like God gave us, like our whole gig is, Uh all right? I feel like God told me um, to offer off ramps to people that are looking for them. Okay. Meaning that there's the world is like, go out, do whatever you want to do, have sexual freedom and do whatever you want to do, whoever you want to do it with. And there's people in the world that's going to live like the world. I can't do nothing about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make the world live like a Christian. They're going to live like the world. If you are unsaved, I have one message for you. Jesus loves you and he died for your sins Amen. and you are a sinner in need of a savior. I am not trying to tell you to live like me. I don't expect unsaved people right. to live like saved people. So when you say, so the world is saying, just do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And there are a whole lot of people who are in it right now. They're just doing whatever they whatever want. Whatever they want to do. But what's the off ramp? The off ramp is to say, I'm going to do it God's way. I'm not going to do it my way. It's not too late. Yeah, it's not too late. It don't matter what you've done. It don't matter where you are in your sexuality. Mm-hmm. It's not too late to submit to the Lordship of Jesus mm-hmm. and say, my way sucks. Or it's maybe you even love your way, but you know that your way is sin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it God's way. This is what I know about God's way. God's way is always going to be better than our way. Yeah. The scripture says that there is a way that seems right to men, but the end of 
of it is destruction. There is ways that seem, they appear right. It feels right. Everybody else is telling me, I got a whole group of people that's telling me that it's right, but that don't make it right. Mm-hmm. It appears right. But the end of that way is death and destruction and the wages of sin is death. Yeah. And I actually kind of wish somebody would have told me that stronger back in the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I grew up in church and I have some great people around me and maybe I wasn't listening. But I don't remember, let's just say when I went to church, nobody giving it to me straight, no chaser. Mm-hmm. Listen, that's sin. Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're worth the wait. You, you, you're better than that. God has something better for you. And I just want to offer that to people today. Amen. So anyway, um, let's break these down. We're going to look at three of them today. We're going to look at fornication, adultery, homosexuality. Then we're going to get pray for you and give you some off ramps. But um, I'm going to do Ephesians 4, our whole tone. And this is us. We love people. Okay. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. Uh, we're going to love you. And the scripture talks about giving truth and love, truth and love. And I think there are some people who give love or they think they're loving person, a person, but they're not giving them truth. Mm-hmm. That's not love at all because love and truth needs to go together. Mm-hmm. And some people just give truth and they don't give love. All mm-hmm. right. Love and truth needs to go together. I love people enough that even if I misunderstood, I love them enough to give them the truth because I, I'm so glad somebody else gave me truth. So fornication. What is it? It is sex with somebody without being married to them. Okay. Now I'm going to read a scripture. Tell me what you get out of it. Colossians three and five says, therefore put to death your members, which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desire, covetousness, which is all idolatry. Mm. Anything stick out to you? Oh, the fact that it's idolatry. Talk to me about that. (laughs) (laughs) Because I think we focus on, oh, I want to put these things to death because it's, um, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't do it. Or you, you, you think about it's almost like you're missing out on something. Uh-huh. But when you look at it again, the truth in that these things can be idolatry, um, you know, a form of worship. <laughs> but what you just said is actually the reason that people fall into temptation. Mm-hmm. I'm about to do this message on how to overcome temptation because there's a lot of people, they just feel so tempted and they mm-hmm. just give into the temptation. But if you look at the beginning of temptation, which is Genesis chapter three, I believe when the serpent comes to Eve, his temptation was to make her think she was missing out that God was holding something back from her. Yep. And that's what people, they think that God, no, I'm going to, I'm going to have sex this way because God's holding something back from me. This feels too good. Why would he not want me to be in love? This is the love of my life. Mm -hmm. This is the person. This is what I feel. This is what it makes me feel like. My marriage is this and I'm I'm getting taken care of. My needs are getting met over here Mm -hmm. because you think that God's way is actually less than when truthfully it's more than. Mm. And so God, the commands of God are not grievous or burdensome. They're for our help, not our hurt. (laughs) Anyway, adultery. Let's talk about this one. Okay. Adultery is sex between a married person with another person that's not their spouse. So it's like we're married, but I go sleep with somebody else Mm -hmm. or you go sleep with somebody else. Um, Proverbs 632 says, whoever commits adultery with a woman lacks understanding and he who does so destroys his own soul. Wow. Anything stick out to you from there? Um, Lacks understanding. Uh Uh-huh. Um, I think the reason why, you know, we do things that are unholy is because we lack understanding. If we really knew the result of what we were doing, if we really knew that it was idolatry, if we really knew um, that we were forming ungodly soul ties, we would (laughs) not do it. Forget all that. If you really knew you was about to destroy your whole marriage Mm. and your kids were going to be separated and you were going to be paying alimony and child support for the rest of your life and lose your reputation just because you want to get your rocks off for a minute. Like if you really knew that, like, no, I'm specifically thinking of people who have cheated and I'm thinking to myself, you cheated with somebody who was just some little skanky little like, oh my God, where did you, and your wife has got their stuff together mm-hmm. just because of, ooh, if you really knew how that was going to destroy your soul, not just for men, but for women as well, like, come on, man, what are you thinking? I don't know. I, I just kind of picture it as, you know, there's this temptation there uh-huh. and it's almost like it's such a, it's, it's such a trick of the enemy. Yeah. Um, but you feel like, you know, you've been tricked by the enemy, but it's almost like you just taking a gun and shooting yourself. Like, you know, like it, it not suicide, but like, you know, you, you just like punch yourself in the face. Like it's just, you do this to yourself. Like you are hurting 100%. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I got so much to share on that one. I don't know. I mean, because it is. It's really hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. The two have become one. Mm -hmm. Um, Why do people cheat on each other? They get married. Mm -hmm. All right. Because if you want to sleep around, why don't you just stay single? 
not that it was it was better, but I mean, but it's better than being married and sleeping around. So mm-hmm. why is that, you think? I don't know. I think there's a whole bunch of reasons. Oh, I yeah. think some people are just immature and should have right. never been married in the first place. Some right. people are selfish and yeah. you're only thinking about yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think some people, um, like, you know, people are, have uh, been married for years and, and are great people, you know, like good people, but they let down their guards. They, you know, um, yeah, they, they, they've been deceived. They, Mm -hmm. they didn't, you know, practice the principles. Like, you know, why are you with a a woman other than your wife alone in the car at 10 o'clock at night? (laughs) The most common deception is that when my needs aren't being met at home. Mm -hmm. And so then you start to look to get your needs met outside of the covenant Mm -hmm. relationship. And all that is, is a lie. And you team up, you team up with the devil. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, but I mean, if the devil's going to send you somebody, you know, the scripture says that the adulteress looks for the precious life. Mm-hmm. So if you're a born again Christian and you're married, you are more attractive than you ever have been mm. to the adulteress. So there's somebody that you work with that you would never think that you would be able to get with that you probably can get with just because you're the precious life. Mm-hmm. There's somebody that you think is way out of your shooting range that's going to try to slide you something because you're just the precious life. You actually mm-hmm. have an anointing on your marriage that the devil hates and he wants to destroy. Wow. And so has there ever been a time you you wanted to cheat on me? <laughs> no, there has not been a time where I wanted to cheat on you. Yeah. In 24 years. Okay, let it out right now. now I mean, um, the, the question was just, loaded. I mean, you let it come out. You looked at me with such a sincere yeah, look on your face like, that I'm I like, I know you didn't see Aw. that one coming, so I'm like, okay, let's see what she's going to um, say. But, you know, like, I, no, I can honestly, like, I'm thinking too, <laughs> but like, no, no, I don't. I don't know. Like, if I think about, um, I remember one time I had a dream that I cheated on you. Mm. And... The feet, like, I remember it to this day. Like, the f- I don't remember the details. I just Who rem- was it? No, don't say. It, there I'm- was not a person. Like, I don't, it wasn't a person. It wasn't like that. Like, I was with a person cheating on you. I just remember that mm-hmm. I was having to tell you. Mm-hmm. I remember what it felt like. Like, the, mm-hmm. I remember seeing your face and feeling like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't know why it was, but it was just in this dream. Well, I felt terrible. So I have a question. Why didn't you ever tell me that dream? Probably because it was horrible, <laughs> like a terrible dream. Like, yeah, a, you know, like I yeah. rebuke that in Jesus. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. that kind, you know, it was just like, no, I rebuke that. Yeah. Um, but it was just, yeah, it just felt really, really bad. And I think I felt bad between, first of all, me and God. Mm-hmm. Like, oh God, I like I, I just would never want to do that to God. I never want to break covenant with God. I mean, honestly, uh, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if you been tempted to Mm -hmm. because just because you're tempted to do something doesn't mean that that's who you are. Mm -hmm. It's just like when Jesus was tempted those three times in the wilderness, he was tempted, but he didn't ever sin. He didn't get into the temptation. I just feel like people don't know how to handle those, the temptation. Mm -hmm. So you're married. Satan wants to come after your marriage. Mm -hmm. So if you're tempted with somebody at work, doesn't mean that you have to take the enticement. You don't have to bite the bait. You don't have to take the hook. You don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a sin because you're being tempted. Just don't step towards that sin. Don't dwell yeah. on that sin, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I have a, a host of questions that I'd love to ask you. Like, I mean, we could get into why. I do- feel like I want to ask you back because you say, <laughs> now that you say like that, you know, because you're tempted and stuff. And I'm like, well, what is your definition of tempted? No, I've never been able to, no, I've never been tempted to cheat on you. Uh-huh. Like the thought is like, no. Uh-huh. Um, I've never felt like, oh, is this is a decision? Okay, I'm gonna, you know, like I've never felt like that. Have I been attracted? Do I have I been attracted to people? Probably, but uh, have you Who? ever no, been <laughs> tempted to cheat on me? Tempted. Now I know in the beginning, yes, but I'm talking about like as a man of God, like as as a person yeah, living the, out your the faith. The question is um, not really a fair question because mm-hmm. when you say tempted, what do you mean by tempted? Well, that's what I'm asking you. Know what I'm saying? You. Are you saying like want to get a number tempted, want to look tempted or like right. um, uh, walked somewhere and been like tempted? Like, Ooh, who is that? Or something well, like that. Well, that's the problem because uh-huh. temptation, because when you asked me, I immediately thought like I'm in the bed with somebody cheating on you. Absolutely not. I know right. I'm not going to think, but the temptation doesn't start in the bed. Uh-huh. Temptation starts with I'm attracted to them. Oh, they look good. Mm-hmm. Oh, I shouldn't let them have my number, but I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, I shouldn't be having lunch okay. with them, but I, I am. I'll say this. The only one that comes to mind is that we had a, a um, like a big disagreement mm-hmm. and I was by myself and I was walking through Miami. It is about to go it's down. It's about to go down. And um, 
there what was are you for about whatever to say? I was walking through a restaurant and I had this temptation like a hey look at her but that was all and I would say that I mean that's Who probably pretty she? common <laughs> I'm just playing. she was fine no I'm just <laughs> I will flip this table over I am not playing yeah well you know I mean I think we can do a lot of talks about uh, you know, one thing I was thinking is why do men cheat? Uh-huh. But I also think why do women cheat? And I think it's both it's, it's equal. People's needs are not being met. Mm-hmm. They don't handle the temptation. They don't understand the warfare. If I go back to that moment, it was like probably at my lowest. Um, we had just had this disagreement about something and I was by myself. I was in Miami. It was already freaky deaky. Why are we in Miami? Don't we, don't, don't even worry about it because we're in Miami. That's where we did. We go to Miami. Um, and it was just. It's just one of those things where I think people understanding that like normalizing temptation, because we live in a very um, bubble. We live in a big bubble. You're looking at me like you're upset. (laughs) I'm trying to figure out whether I am or not. Yeah, there's no need to be upset. And that's the thing. Um, Let me park right here for a minute, because as a wife, you want to create a space of safe place for your husband to be your friend. And to say things. And the only reason, and I'm not saying that he should say everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I just talked to my therapist about this. And I was like, hey, do you tell your wife every time you're attracted to somebody? He was like, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why do you think that a person would want to hear that? You're just, uh, I mean, even if she's the most strong, confident person in the world, that is not like you have counselors. You have, Come And on. so I've always had this thing of like, hey, bro, if you're attracted to somebody, why don't you tell your wife she can help you? I'm, I want to start to retract that a little bit. Come and on. Say, try to determine your, your wife's temperament or your spouse's temperament. Mm-hmm. Um, some things you need to talk to your pastor about and a counselor about. Some things you just need to cast down because there's no need to sow seeds and like uh, build a person's insecurity for no reason. Yeah. So you're not insecure just because you don't want to hear that. Right. And so, but at the same time, you want to create a space where we can just talk and you already know my character. Absolutely. So instead of breaking down Miami and who you were with and who she was with and what, she, what her size was. So, you know, some women would definitely go there and uh-huh. men, uh-huh. you know, but they would definitely, this would be done. This conversation would have been over with. Right. But if you know my character, mm-hmm. I'm telling you the story. Absolutely. I'm telling you the story because the story means nothing to me. And uh, but it's very normal. And it's like, so what we're, what I'm trying to do is bring stuff out of the dark into the light to say this is common among man. There is not just men like among mankind. Yeah. There's nothing new under the sun. You can look at David. You can look at Solomon. You can look at Samson. You can look at all these people. Why are you looking at Bathsheba at the time where kings are supposed to be out at war? Mm-hmm. OK, let's get men together in small groups and let's talk about it. And maybe um, ladies, maybe you feel like you can't handle that conversation or maybe it's not even for you. But yeah. at some place, I don't even know if I need to start an all men's podcast. We need to talk about what's in the dark, bring it to the light, normalize it and deal with it and keep it underneath our feet. Yeah. And so for me, um, just f- for those of you all who are newer to our podcast, my wife and I, we've been married for 24 years. For the last 22 years, I've not even flirted with another woman, watched no pornography in, in 22 years. Mm-hmm. Um, don't plan on starting any time today by the grace of God. I'm not saying that as a resume builder. I'm saying that as I have a track record in what I'm saying. So I'm not just throwing out theories. This stuff is tried and proven. And when you know that about a person, there should be able, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, 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 I got to get off of it. But man, there was just, there's just so much stuff that I could talk about with that. Why do men cheat? Why do women cheat? I think it goes down to something's not being met. They're letting their guards down. They're not revering their body as a temple of God. Blah, 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 blah. Um, have you ever been tempted with same sex stuff? Depends on your definition attempted. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think we just had a conversation yeah, like did. a little while when I was saying like, I never thought that <laughs> I just realized that I think I was tempted uh-huh. with same sex like attraction. Uh-huh. And because I remember at one point I was just like, it just in my conscious, uh-huh. I was waking, we were actually at dinner uh-huh. and there was a waiter uh-huh. and they were just like talking and talking. And I was just like, Oh, you know, uh-huh. she's nice. And I'm talking to her and just like, I'm not thinking anything, mm-hmm. but as she walked away, I began to think like, mm-hmm. Oh wow. She looks like she's, you know, kind of dressed like a guy, right. you know, in that she's lifestyle. Uh-huh. Um, and I, 
and I was thinking, wow, I can see, I can see how, you know, people are attracted to each other. I can see how a woman would be, another woman would be attracted to her or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'm sitting there thinking, thinking, and before I could, you know, before I could like, just the, the, my next thought was, Lord, you know, like, wow. Uh-huh. Um, then I began to repent because I was like, had thought, I had Jesus. a thought. Anyway, that's just me. But uh, so yeah. for me, it's, it's more like, listen, you ain't got to feel bad because you have thoughts, but you do need to bring every thought captive and make it obey Christ. And that's what you did. But I think we need to normalize some of it because we live in a media driven age and we are being this stuff is being shoved down our throat. Yeah. Women kissing other women. I kissed a girl and I liked it. I mean, this stuff has been going on for eons Mm. um i mean i mean not just here recently i mean you can go back and study ancient emperors who had there was this one emperor that i think was married to a 12 year old boy and you know pedophilia and homo Mm. uh, you know homosexuality all of these things this is not a new spirit this is a very old thing yeah and so if you're a person that feels like well i'm so holy so forth and so on i never be tempted well it's probably because you're not in the world really winning people or not doing anything where you're being targeted by the enemy but for me i love talking to influencers and people who are successful people that love jesus and be like here are the traps don't fall in it here's the scheme watch out for it here's the tactic here how it's going to come this is how it's going to feel you know, you don't have to fall into it. So when you tell me that, I think nothing about it at all. I'm thinking like, okay, we'll cast that down, keep on moving. And I think some because some people are like, oh my God, I had a same sex thought. Could I be a lesbian? And then they go down this thing and then they start watching. God knows if they're watching pornography or they have other people that, you know, is their friend and so forth and so on. They're just allowing the enemy to open up these doors. It's the same way I think about smacking somebody is the same way I say, okay, I'm not going to smack them. (laughs) Yeah, I do have random thoughts. I can sit on the beach and I see a purse over there. I say, what would happen if I stole that person's purse and just ran off with it? I don't know why. There's just an inner thief. And I've never stolen anything before. And you got to know the difference between your spirit and flesh. We have to move on. So now we're at homosexuality. And can I define this one? The characteristic of being sexually or romantically attracted to a person of the same sex. Mm. Watch what the Bible says. First Corinthians chapter six. If you're ready, say I'm ready. ready. Or do you not know that wrongdoers will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. And that's what we're talking about today. Being deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor men who have sex with men, nor the thieves, nor the greedy, nor the drunkards, nor the slanderers, nor the swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. But I like verse 12, 11. It says, but this is what some of you were um, Mm -hmm. being past tense. This is what some of you were. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You've been justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Anything stick out to you from from that? I love what you love, but this is what you were. This is what you were. This is what you were. So you can change. It's capable. To, there's. It's possible for you to change. Yeah. you can be living in sexual immorality that the Bible calls it, and you can change. Mm-hmm. You can change from sexual immorality to sexual purity. Mm-hmm. You can control your sex drive. All right, and so. And then also the simple fact that the Bible lists that as, you know, sin, uh-huh. that it is actual sin. Yeah, this is not something that preachers or Christians it's, are making yeah. up. Um, this is not the original intent of God. The original intent of God was a male and a female. Um, the reproductive organs say that, the, uh, you know, genetically, there the are certain things that mm-hmm. this is the natural course. Matter of fact, let me, I'll read you one more scripture. All right. Rom- Romans chapter one, verse 24 says, therefore, God gave them over to sinful desires. Now, that scares me. He gave them over to sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They exchanged the truth about God for a lie. Mm. Okay. And they worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Because of this, this is Romans one twenty six. God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural sexual relations for unnatural ones. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with other women and were inflamed with lust one for another. Mm. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not be done. Uh, what's your What's your takeaway on that? Wow. Um, I think it's... You know, for me, when I read this, um, it makes me appreciate, um, you know, what we're doing on the podcast once again, uh, just to put the truth out there, 
because, you know, some people have not heard the truth. Yeah. Um, some people maybe heard the truth one time, but then, you know, how you gave me the truth, like, hey, we shouldn't have sex before marriage. And then you took it back. Can I interject? Uh-huh. Not only that, there are people online and around the world that are twisting truth. Yeah. I'm talking about churches that are twisting mm-hmm. truth. Um, they are basically coming up with stuff that, oh, this is not what it re- originally meant. If you went back to the Greek, this is what it meant. And they're actually trying to use exegesis and hermeneutics to dispute that. And it's complete foolishness. Mm-hmm. It's complete false doctrine. Um, according to God's word, homosexuality is a sin, just like fornication, just mm-hmm. like adultery, just mm-hmm. like it's bestiality. Not speech. Just, it's not hate speech. This is actually love mm-hmm. speech. Mm-hmm. And we love people enough. Now, if, uh, if people are upset with that, it's okay. You live how mm-hmm. you want to live. But there's people looking for the off ramps. Anything else for Romans 1, 24, jump out to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it says that they exchanged the truth for a lie. And then it says that that God gave them over Mm -hmm. to believe the lie. And I think that there are communities and groups of people that they love their sin more than their savior so much that God says, if that's what you want, believe that it's true. He actually has given them over to believe that a lie is a truth and the truth is a lie. And that's a sad place to be. Mm. That's what it means to have a depraved mind. Yeah. The scripture also calls it a reprobate mind. A reprobate mind is where now it's Ichabod. The presence of God has lifted and God says, I turn you over to believe that a lie is the truth. Mm -hmm. That's not where you want to be. That's not where we want people that we love. Not people listening to this podcast. That's not God's best for us. And so, so from these two here now, if you look at homosexuality, it's, it's throughout the Bible. Mm-hmm. And this is not heterosexual people trying to make homosexuals heterosexuals. Please don't hear it that way. This is sinners trying to make sinners holy. Mm-hmm. So the goal is not your heterosexuality. The goal, if you are a believer, is holiness. Yeah. Okay. And so Romans chapter 2, verse 14, it says, even Gentiles who don't, don't have God's um, written law so that they know his law instinctively by obeying it, even without having heard it. They demonstrate that God's law is written in their hearts for their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them that they're doing right. Mm. I like this scripture because it says that God's laws have been written in our heart. And this is a word for somebody who's listening and you've been dealing with same sex attraction and you've been in a same sex relationship and you have an inkling, you have some conviction, but you've been pushing it down because of popular opinion. You've been pushing it down because of your people group. But God is saying, don't push that down because that's my voice. And you say, well, 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 we can't just pray this away. We can't counsel it away. Listen, because we're not supposed to do that. We're supposed to submit to what he said because his laws are written in our heart. Here's the challenge. We all have a moral compass. Mm -hmm. That's what that means. God's laws, meaning that we all have a level of morality, Mm -hmm. but some people's moral compass has been broken because of this fallen, sinful world that we're in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, over generations, you can see even in this nation that there were certain things you couldn't do on TV because of the desensitization. Now we like we see people fornicating or sleeping in the same bed together. It's no big deal. We play video games. We see people get murdered. It's no big deal. Now Satan uses pop culture to desensitize us to sin to where we will swallow the pill as this is how things are supposed to be. And it breaks our moral compass. All right. So you usually don't have to go far. You can go to anybody in the world, any religion, any people group, and you say, hey, um, is it okay if I open up a gun and just shoot everybody? Everybody, 100% will say no. Right. Well, how, how are you to tell me that it's wrong? We have God's laws written in our heart. Mm-hmm. We all have a sense of morality. We know what's up and we know what's down. If we say, is it okay if I go here and do this ungodly thing? We say no, right? Because we all have a sense of morality. Mm-hmm. So there is a good and an evil, all right? But we just can't make up our own good and evil because our moral compasses have been broken. Yeah. We have to go to his word for his word is truth. And so what I would tell the heterosexual and the homosexual and every person listening that is if you submit your life to Jesus, you submit your life to his word. Mm -hmm. So that includes your spirit, soul, body, and your sexuality. Everything you are, you say, God, I give it to you. Not what I want, but what you want. God, help me want what you want. You understand? Yes, it's so true. Uh And I think sometimes I love it that the word God's word, his (laughs) command is written on our hearts. And, you know, we live in a space today where um, there are a lot of people who feel condemned about 
you know, uh, maybe homosexuality or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, they feel condemned about what they're doing, mm-hmm. um, but they kind of feel like it's because of maybe the Christians mm-hmm. or the people who don't believe they just want me to be like this and they're just wrong and they're making me feel condemned. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that it's not that, even though there are some mean people out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can be homosexual or whatever, and I don't agree with you, that doesn't mean I don't love you. Right. I can love you, but still disagree with That's you it. and treat you kind mm-hmm. and your kid um, play with my kid on the playground, like I'm still going to like, I'm a believer, I'm Christian, you know, I'm still going to love you, but I don't have to agree with you. But I think that, so there are mean people out there, but that's not why people feel incomplete. That's not why, you know, we're fighting for legislation and all these laws and stuff. You feel like that because God's command has been written on your heart. Deep down, deep down, deep down in your soul, you know, it's not right. Mm -hmm. And you can, you can, there's nothing you can can do. You can rally, you can put all kinds of protests mm-hmm. and pickets around it, but deep down in your soul, you know, because God's laws is written in our heart. And I'm saying that as a person who's been a sinner and lived a life of sexual Absolutely. immorality. Absolutely. And I pushed that down, okay, for years, and I made up excuses of why I did what I did, mm-hmm. but I couldn't push it down no longer. And that's really why we got married. When we got married, you know, I turned 21 in May of 1999 and got married in July, two, two months after I, I turned 21 yep. and people was like, you know, why y'all get married so young? Is she pregnant? I was like pregnant with possibilities. <laughs> now the Lord just, I just can't take it no more. I got to do what's right. And wow. I wish that I had a church back then because I didn't have a real church home mm-hmm. and I didn't have a real pastor mm-hmm. and I, we could have done, but our marriage was hurting for the first two years, yeah. but I still glad that I obeyed mm-hmm. because I just had to step out of sin. I didn't know enough to try to live sexually pure. All I knew was like, it's better to marry than to burn. So we're about mm-hmm. to get married and we'll figure it out yeah. later. And by the grace of God, we've been together 24 years. Amen. And I think some people, if you're stuck in a, a sexually immoral situation, there's mm-hmm. those there's those who are in homosexuality and homosexual relationships. Mm-hmm. There are those who are um, engaged and boyfriend, girlfriend, you got kids and you live together mm-hmm. and, you know, like your marriage. Those are all sexually immoral situations. Yeah. Um, you can feel like, oh, my gosh, well, what do I do now? Like, well, how do I get out? It's just like we were like, you You know, you got married. You got to do what you got to do. You know do. what I mean? But if God out. is with you. You take Take one step at a time. Your road might not look like anybody else's road, but as long as you put God first and he's with you, you can be okay. I love people enough to tell them the truth. If you are fornicating and your boyfriend and your girlfriend and you're sleeping together, if somebody cannot respect your boundaries, then there's somebody better for you. Mm -hmm. You either somehow create some disciplines and say, hey, we got a curfew. We need some accountability partners. If you keep on messing up, you might say, listen, we need to bring this relationship to an end. You know, or we need to get married. If you're living together, I know it's a whole financial thing now. And it's mm-hmm. like, my God, we got kids together. We got, okay, but you're still not doing it right. So either you go over to your, your cousins or your best friends and sleep on their couch yeah. and you, you put him out or put her out or you get married, you know, but you don't have to spend a hundred thousand dollars on a wedding. No, no. We, I mean, like in our church, if you're part of our church, we'll marry you in an office. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there is some premarital counseling and things that you, some steps that you want to take, but I mean, like make it right. Right. You're in a homosexual relationship. Okay. It's it's up to you to make it right. I can't make it right for you. You got to live life based upon your convictions, your revelation, not based Mm -hmm. upon another person. But anyway, um, I'll give you a few things and then we'll be done today of how to avoid sexual sin, how to Mm kind of get rid of it. Number Mm -hmm. one, you got to admit your admit to yourself that sexual sin is actually sin. And for some people, this is news. They didn't know that it was sin, you know. They said, well, you just can't help who you love. You better help who you love. You can't love my wife and you can't love my 14-year-old daughter. You're 65 years old. Mm. You got to help who you love now. Okay. So you got to admit that if it it misses God's word, then it's sin. Number two, and you got to be willing to embrace the truth. Mm. You know, a lot of people reject truth. A lot of people attack the truth. But actually, you have to embrace truth because it's only truth that'll make you free. Okay. Mm. Um, Number three, you got to take authority over your sex drive. Realize that you have one, but it should not be driving you. Now, if you are a believer, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in your spirit. That same power that Jesus walked around for with infallible proofs and said, oh, death, where is your sting? That power lives on the inside Mm. of you. If you have power over over those things, you have power over your sex drive. Number four, you got to get help where it's needed. Okay. And so sometimes you need to go through a small group. You need to get some counseling. You got to put some accountability around you. You're going to need some help. Now, for those of you all who are here and you're wanting to be free from sexual immorality, I want you to know that it might not be easy. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I'm, I'm coaching several people right now coming out of a same sex um, uh, environment mm-hmm. and a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a fight. Yeah, it's a fight. Now I'm with them in the fight. Yep. The Holy Spirit is with them in the fight. God's with them in the fight. And I, and I let people know that it's a fight. It's not because I don't want you to be sucker punched like this is going to be easy. Right. You're talking about you're going to need the help of the Lord. But this is what I believe. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Now, this is not something that you can make a person do. They are in a fight for holiness. And it's not a fight that we got to be like, oh, but it's just it's just should they have to fight all their life? I got to fight all my life. I got to fight all my life that when I go to Miami, not to go sleep with some chick on the corner that I don't know mm-hmm. and come home to my wife for 25, mm-hmm. 30 years, 35, 40 years. Right. I'm in a fight. You're in a fight. We're all in a fight because we have a flesh that is not saved. And the Bible says that if you live out of flesh, you'll die. But if you by the spirit put to death, the deeds of the body, then you'll live. And people don't understand that. They say, Look, just go do whatever you want to do. No, I will mess up everything mm. and everybody. We don't want to do what I want to do. Right. I want to do what he wants me to do. And number five. Um, last but not least, give your heart to Jesus mm. because you really can't live sexually pure <laughs> without the power of God. Yeah. You're not going to be able to live like a Christian without being one. Mm-hmm. Being a Christian is not saying I'm a perfect person. It's saying that I'm a, I'm a surrendered one and I'm a forgiven one. Wow. And I would love just to take an opportunity to give people a chance to invite Jesus in. You know, all it is is a a step of faith where you just say, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. I'm making a choice not to believe in myself, but I'm going to believe in you that you died for my sins. And if that's you and you're watching, you don't have to close your eyes if you're driving or something. But if you could just whisper this prayer with me, say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart today. Forgive me of my sins. From this day forward, I turn to you away from me and I turn to you. Thank you for forgiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe you got born again. And uh, this is your birthday. It's a spiritual birthday. You want to party like it's your birthday. (laughs) Go to Dairy Queen, get yourself some ice cream. Let other people know that you're born again. In the Greek, that means born from above. Now the power of God lives on the inside of you. It doesn't mean that it's over. Your walk with God actually has just begun. You are a new baby in Christ. Mm. So now you need the milk of the word of God. Here's my suggestion. Um, Get the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Study the gospel. Read a chapter a day. Find a good Bible teaching church that loves holiness. Get fully involved there. Okay. And then God is going to lead you and guide you through the rest. We're going to be here for you. You're not alone. Thank you so much for tuning in to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. I pray that you receive the truth today and the truth will make you free. If you need an off ramp, we're going to be here for you, to coach you, to help you, to pray for you. For those of you all who is like, I want out of this sexual immorality. I'm done with this lifestyle. We declare who the sun sets free is free indeed. Glory to God. Would you share your story with us? Would you email us? Just let us know who you are and how this broadcast today has touched you and enlightened you. Um, if you're new to our broad- broadcast, hit the subscribe button so that you can be the first to get the content. Every Thursday, it is released at 3 p.m. We got some great content that's coming up next week. And so you want to stay tuned for it. Hey, we love you guys. Thank you we for tuning you. in to Doing Life with Ken and Tabitha. Peace. Peace.